So do you celebrate your birthday? We um had a little little gathering by the fire, just some close family and um, everybody that responded to the flyer that I sent out. We had a keg and an orgy, of course. Um, Sounds like a party. What more do you want? So what were you, you pouring out of your flask there? Did oh, you just wine. did you just amp you just amped up your wine by dumping vodka into your wine? Kate, <laughs> I am impressed. Mm, I've never tried that. That sounds like a recipe for a hangover. <laughs> it sounds like a recipe for something awesome before that though. Mm. We went to the most amazing store yesterday, Matthew and I. It is called Remedy. A liquor store with aisles and aisles of liquor. Not one of the mm. like corner liquor store where you can buy peanuts and chips. It's none of mm. that. It had every kind of everything ever. Mm. It's amazing. There were bottles of tequila in the shape of skeletons and like masks and just sculpture just filled with liquor of mm. things I've never even heard of before. Uh, you'll have to take me there when when we come out. Sure. And maybe maybe we should save these hilarious antics for for the podcast. Oh well, we're recording. We can put them in. Okay. Yeah, I'll just put them in at the beginning. Oh. Leave them right where they are. <laughs> Hello, listener, and welcome to your new forty-first favorite podcast. Right behind the erotic hobo confessions podcast. It's Destroy the Files with Kate and Brent. This is a podcast we should probably just delete shortly after recording, and where the only limit is your imagination. Hi, I'm Kate. Writer, editor, and a third thing. And I'm Brent, story writer, beer enjoyer, collector of human tea. If you were at work, a child, a child at work, a member of the Dutch Illuminati, a member of the KISS Army, a member of the Spacing Guild, or my own dear sweet mother, it is not recommended that you listen to this fucking podcast, because we might swear some. And Kate always talks about really inappropriate things. Hardly. Hardly. So how are you this evening, Brent? Um, well, my back hurts. I was at the chiropractor today. How do you yeah. do that and stay six feet apart? See, that's just the thing. She said that um, I just you know, stay there, and she would jab me with this, with this, uh, the like the 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 rod from the closet, one of those long dowels. She was just like jamming me with it, and she said, "There, there you go. You're good to go. You can head on out." It didn't feel like it had really done anything to help my back. But she said that I should just go put some ice on it because that was the initial inflammation from the adjustment. Oh, yeah. It feels like I got some bruises back there, but (laughs) what do I know? I never went to chiropractor school for two and a half years. I, uh, I don't trust them, the chiropractors. I don't know. I had a friend who used to, like, hug really hard until your back would make that snappy sound. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what it is, right? Um, yeah, pretty much. And sometimes, see, they got to keep future business coming in, so they might shove you down the stairs. Or they like, there's a lot of, uh, they employ a lot of kids around my town to, like, knock you down or kind of just just like hip check you off the like the curb, so you don't necessarily fall over, but you definitely step down funny. It's like, ow, and then your like hips are all messed up for the rest of the day. It's like, oh man, my back, lower back is. You know, all all freaked up. I got to go see see somebody about this. And the chiropractor is just like, yes, yes. Put your money in the thing. Lay on the thing over there, and and I'll jam this this closet rod into your into your back, and then you can leave. I guess I guess it's worth like some bruising and and a sliver. I got a sliver from really. The, there's bruising, huh? Well, you jam that thing really hard, so I got a little, little bruising from it. It's not like other chiropractors I've been to in the past before the social distancing and stuff, but, you know, this is the world we live in. Hmm. Well, I do. You don't. That's right. Wisconsin coronavirus reared its ugly head, and Wisconsin took a, made a big baseball bat made of cheese, and we hit that son bitch right across the face. Hey, hey, coronavirus, 
you go back down to Illinois. That's right. So, yeah. So here in L.A., I guess we are don't have cheese bats, so uh, we're big pussies and have to stay home for three more months. And I don't know. I, I like my house, to be honest. Mm. I probably shouldn't share that mm. and just feel everyone suffering. But my house is awesome. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm looking looking behind you here. Um, you got roll top desk. You got that is a different bong from last week that you have sitting on top of there. <laughs> yeah, it is. But there's still a uh, a copy of uh, a book by Kate Jones with a love them with little awards on them. Awards on them. I'm gonna get some, I'm gonna get some awards someday. No, probably not. But you know what I mean. Yeah, you are. I think you could get an Oscar. We're gonna work on that. I could steal one from Tom Hanks because I've I've uh, many people look some people just greedy. Yeah, and as long as um he doesn't you know call the authorities and put an end to my well I mean he would say it's stalking I say it's you know uh, research maybe I'll write a horror story about Tom Hanks someday and it's research for it no, it's okay. not stalking oh. Before we get too much further, we gotta we gotta shout out to first sponsor. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by the Erotic Hobo Confessions Podcast. Take a sexy journey into the sensual underbelly of America with these true stories straight from the mouths of the filthy drifters who lived them. From bean covered boxcar encounters to lusty one time romances next to a stack of burning pallets. It ain't called a hobo camp, it's called a hobo jungle. And that's because there ain't nothing wilder. So grab a jug of hooch and a can of beans. It's time for some erotic hobo confessions. I've subscribed to that well, podcast. It's, oh yeah. yeah, they're the best. I think I think we get a lot of good crossover. Our our listener is also a listener of that podcast, if I'm not mistaken. And that is worse worse ways to spend three hours every morning than listening to the erotic hobo podcast. It's some yeah. juicy, steamy it stuff. Makes the hours fly. Yeah. Now. Do you do you know any hobos? Yes, I suppose I do. <laughs> Why do you ask? <laughs> no, I was, I was just wondering because I know that uh, L.A. I think I think it's popular amongst the uh, transient uh, drifting type. Now well, there's 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 hobos that that are willing to work for their food and, and, and stuff like that that aren't necessarily um, homeless. They're just kind of traveling, oftentimes with a with a dog or. Maybe a monkey. I don't know. I don't know what, what they have with them. Yeah, but, the um, um, the hobo I think is from a depression era. Um, mm-hmm. the the modern uh, day equivalent is more or less a uh, the traveling kids, of yeah. which my daughter was one for quite some time, much longer than I would have liked, to be honest. <laughs> well, let's but, hope she doesn't have any anything to do with this podcast. I <laughs> she knows nothing about this. She would, uh, she's not allowed to listen, just like your mom. I mean, the Erotic Hobo Confessions podcast. I hope oh. she. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that better not happen. I don't <laughs> even want to know. La 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 la. Well, there's only one way to find out. You're gonna have to listen every morning. So like, the yeah. best call I ever got from my daughter while she was um, riding trains around the country several times. She was in Montana, and she had stopped at a ranch. And gotten a job digging post holes, and she wanted me to mail her a banjo. So I did that. I I have never had a prouder moment. <laughs> Ma, I need you to send me a banjo and and some beans <laughs> and a bindle, other things that start with B. Right. Man, that's the life. Now that we are facing uh, food shortages. Well, we're not facing them yet because I went to the grocery store today and there was still plenty mm. of chicken. But like six months from now, we could seriously not have like beef and chicken anymore. And I'm I'm kind of wondering about vegetables. And I've tried to uh, grow them in my backyard. I, I got a couple of peppers and maybe three pumpkins one year. I don't think that's going to keep us fed for um for very long. I might have to like do some Internet research and figure out how to grow. I don't know, wheat or can you grow spaghetti? No. Yeah. 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 There's spaghetti plants. Uh huh. It's a legume. <laughs> yeah. I got to figure that out. But 
I have some neighbors. We've talked about my neighbors before. Oh, sure. You uh, could eat them. <laughs> right. There's some neighbors that moved in next door. And the very, very first thing they did when they moved in was to install these lights that are activated by squirrels. I think oh, they're right. supposed to, but they're huge and they're bright and they shine right into my dining room. And every time a squirrel goes by at night, the dogs jump up and bark. So like every 10 minutes all night long, that goes on. So I have, and they, they are not at their house. They just bought it and they just installed that. So there's no way to contact them and ask them to stop it because I hate it. So I've been throwing rocks and I just can't hit them hard enough to break them. Just can't. Have you ever considered constructing a spud gun? Oh. I know with the food shortage and everything, it's it's too it's a shame to be wasting potatoes. But yeah, you could you could uh, dust off the side of their house with some potatoes while you zero it in. And maybe maybe what you need to do is paintball. Is, That's what mm. I need. just cover it up. Oh, go so, ahead. What's your idea? You build you build a little turret, uh, like a tripod sort of a turret for your for your potato cannon. You dial that spud gun in slowly but surely, you know, and take out that light. And they'll be like, "Where the fuck did all these potatoes come from?" And you'd be like, "You're welcome," you know. Like, oh fuck, we we got food. Wait for. And the other thing that I, that I thought of is if is if they were there, of course you would go ahead and position some mirrors so that those lights shine back on their own home. But if they're not there, they're not really going to give a fuck that you're shining their own lights back in their own faces. Right. So the lights were the first reason that I hated them. Mm. And they have a two-year-old that I'm supposed to make ooey-gooey noises over. But Mm. you won't talk about that. So this weekend, they decided that they were going to remove all of the grass from their backyard and cover it with um, pavers, which are blocks of cement. Mm -hmm. When they need to grow vegetables, all they're going to have is rocks, and I hope they starve. (laughs) I I don't think I've really um, disliked people that much. Who does that? Who covers up land with cement when you need to grow stuff? (laughs) Rich motherfuckers. Oh, I was I was about to say uh, Kim Jong Un. <laughs> right, <laughs> he's not dead. Um, I think they're doing a weekend at Bernie's thing with him. Oh, you think he's like meat puppet? That would be awesome. Yeah, I. <laughs> and if it's if it's not true and somebody's not writing this, you know. Oh man, how great would that be? For a country to be led by rotting a rotting corpse, and like the the head just like they're holding them, and somebody's hand slips, or like this the this they're holding them back by the like the back of his scalp, and like the skin just sloughs off, and the head just kind of flaps over to the side. Ah, ah, <laughs> so like state dinner or something. Ah, oh, man, oh our our god king's not hungry. Well, he doesn't eat this mortal food, guys. He's just here to. <laughs> You know, make sure you all enjoy it. So. That was a little dark, Brent. Which part? <laughs> well, you know how sometimes I say the phrase, son of a bitch, I knew it. Yeah. Kind of throw that in there. So that has kind of been my, my catchphrase. You know, if I had one, that would be it. But thinking about, maybe there's a new catchphrase out there for me. You think? I wanted to try try a couple of them out on you. Sure. You. I'm ready. Okay, the first one. Oh, groin berries. Like, oh, darn it. Oh, only it's groin berries. Ah, oh, groin berries. Hmm. All right, next. <laughs> well, force me to dig my own grave at gunpoint. I love that one. Mm. Yes, I do. All right. I'll put a mark next to that one. By the silky pubes of Sasquatch. <laughs> I'm not hearing a no. Okay, okay. All right, because we all we can all assume that Sasquatch's pubes are probably kind of rough and wiry, but to say that they're silky, <laughs> you know, it's all you're expecting. Right. Um, what is this? A podcast or a kayak filled with diapers? You oh seem kind of bewildered by that one. Okay, <laughs> we'll put a, we'll put a we'll put a mark next to that one. Uh, That's you know, maybe I guess. Put a, put a pin in that. Shit on my knuckles and call me Frankie. Yeah, that that looks like it has confused you. 
wait, what? What? There's a story to that. That's like a reference to a movie or something. No. Like some no. pop culture. I don't know. That makes me feel stupid. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh. <laughs> Well, but good work. Good on you for making All me right. feel stupid, and I'm not. Skeet, skeet, Margaret. Same. All right, all right. <laughs> Ain't that just a basket of shiny hemorrhoids? Ew. Right? Ugly image. Ew. The last one. I'm not so sure about this one. Or am I? It goes like this. I'm not sure. I'm over positive. No. You no. left the most at that one. I think that's that All that right. might be the winner. <laughs> oh groinberries. Ha. Huh. Yeah. That's that's kind of the reaction that I kinda of go for with pretty much everything I do in my life is to get somebody to go, huh. I'm pretty successful to this point in my life. Yeah. Good for you. So what's been on your mind? I recently got a call on the old wireless from my aunt. Alive and, or dead? Oh, she's she's alive. Oh, good. She will always be alive. Her name is Q. Q U E. Yeah, I was kind of I was like scared for a second. I was like getting creepy vibes off this story, but okay. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, Wait, is she related to the conspiracy letter of the same name? Do I don't you think Q so. Anon? She has been many places, Auntie Q. She's Q. Q. Don't overthink it. She's Q from Twitter. Okay, anyway, anyway, go ahead. Go so ahead. Sorry. if you I spell out her name, mm-hmm. Auntie Q, mm-hmm. well, you'll have to do that to see why it's clever. I it. am not good at spelling ever since I lost that spelling bee in eighth grade. I, <laughs> I threw my, my hands in the air and I refused to spell, but continue. Sorry. Okay, but my aunt, she is really old. She sent me this. Well, she gave me a call. She started out by telling me that happy families are all alike, and every unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. And she's a really smart old lady, but I think she may have been cribbing that from someone, although mm. she does take full credit for it. But then she went on to say that um, the same can be said of heroes and villains. A hero is a hero is a hero. Call a hero when your house is on fire. Good advice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, call a hero if your cat is stuck in a tree or your boat takes on water. The hero's going to come. The firefighters are heroes. Yeah, all of them are heroes. So that's what heroes are for. When you're in trouble, you call a hero. He can do the right thing, the good thing. The boring thing. Mm-hmm. So it's the villains, on the other hand, who are far more mysterious and complex. And the only reliable thing about a villain is that is he's going to shock and astound you. Then she she told me about how she had this acquaintance back in the day uh, with the Baron Roman Fedorovich von. Ungern Sternberg. So she's pretty old, my aunt. Um, Mm. He was a Russian, and the Russians, perhaps more than any other people, are renowned for their colorful and eccentric leaders, much like us. We too have uh, colorful and eccentric leaders. At least orange. Orange. They are colorful. There's actually quite a bit of. I don't know. Maybe this guy has a little love of the um, orange in him. So right after the revolution in uh, 1914, the Baron uh, made his mark in the the Civil War. He was from a long line of warriors all the way back to Attila the Hun. And my aunt uh, thinks that Sternberg might have had a bit of the, the brain damage. So um, he got in a fight one time, and his skull was cloven, uh-huh. <laughs> which means um, cracked like a nut. Nice. So and and part of his brain was exposed, and when he got mad, she could see like the veins pulsing in the brain part that was hanging out. So he was a good-looking guy, 
you think he might be a little sensitive about having a head like that, but um, he was proud, as you know, assholes usually are. And draw a little uh, face on there. Sure. Right. And he claimed that he could, um, with his little head, and you know, he's got a, a, a reduced skull area, and with that, he could enter a horse from either end, and uh, he would uh, he would like to um, crawl into the horse and just stay in there for a while and get some peace and quiet because it calmed him down. I'm guessing the horse was probably not all that calm about it. But, <laughs> so um, Auntie Q tells me that um, Sternberg wasn't all that handsome. His face kind of looked like a demon. But you know how sometimes people who lack in the looks department are really nice? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I got a um, cousin like that. Yeah? Not so, not not a beauty, but really like uh, Miss Congeniality kind of? Yeah, very, very charming. Ugly as sin. <laughs> Sternberg was not like that. Mm. Like... His favorite hobby was to go to the bar and he would drink until he could see double. And then he would just start shooting at people that he could see (laughs) to see if he ever got any better than 50%. (laughs) But he did not. Sternberg got um, a pretty good reputation when he was fighting for the Reds in the Russian Civil War. And he liked to go to town and get like when they get to in the his he had a little army he had the little crew of guys and they'd like to go into a town and they would get really medieval so um by the time he was finished the whole town would be beaten hung beheaded disemboweled put on sticks and one witness one time called it um he turned the town into a bloody puddle hmm. once the war was over and uh, news of his shenanigans got to leadership. They decided to give him a promotion, and they sent him to Siberia. Some Russians uh, think Siberia is, you know, not the place to be. It's kind of cold, but uh, this guy liked it. He didn't really like all that communism business or, like, the rules or law at all or people trying to stop him from murdering. He crossed over into Mongolia and declared himself king. Like, there were people there already with the government, but this guy with the exposed brain just walks into Mongolia. I'm king now. He decided there was not nearly enough murder going on in in Mongolia. So all these Mongolian people were so feeble that uh, he thought dying would be better for them and it would give them a chance to reincarnate and uh, come back better, like be manly or something. So uh, he was going to elevate his subjects. And to do this, he put his plan into action. And the first thing he did was ask everyone in the whole country to donate their skeletons so he could make a sculpture. With like one of those many armed, what do they call it? Uh, bodhisattvas? Like, in okay. the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was going to make a huge one out of everybody's skeleton. So people said no, no, <laughs> no, we'd rather not. He he took his guys and their guns and went and mowed down a bunch of people and made that anyway. And he put it right in the the White House. No, not the White House. Um, the Capitol building. As bad as things are in the White House, there's still not a, a sculpture made of skeleton. Are you sure that the Mongolian Capitol building is not also called the White House? Oh, I am not sure of that. I think uh, it probably is. Continue. <laughs> sorry, sorry to interrupt. Oh, that's fine. Once the Baron got his skeleton made, he decided that, you know, it's good to be king, but it's better to be God. So he gave himself a new title. And he implemented some of his other ideas about government. Um, He was, I heard that. Mm, Do you open a beer? Just open a a fresh can here. Got to keep my throat lubricated so I can participate Mm. in the conversation. Sure. So 
King, uh, or Baron the God, or King Baron the God. Funny how his name is Baron. Huh. All right, just putting that out there. Hmm. He was really concerned about public transportation. So he designated a rebirth station of the day. And for this, his soldiers would wait at a bus stop and gather up everyone getting off the bus at one particular station every day. And then they'd string them up in a tree and set the tree on fire. Well, then those people would get to reincarnate better. Sure. I guess there are probably a lot of people who see these assholes outside the bus. (laughs) Oh, no, this ain't my stop. (laughs) I'm going up to 10. He had some other uh, interesting policies. He believed that crime was a disease caused by a virus from China, right? Holy shit. So um, good King God Baron cured thieves by sowing mice into the thieves' livers. Like, imagine going to the doctor for that, right? Well, that's not, not dead mice. Them. If you open, them up, open up their liver and sow a mouse into it, that's not going to cure you. <laughs> that's going to kill you. Well, you're not going to steal anymore. Hmm. And But in case someone lived through that and still went on to steal, you would get a turpentine enema. I don't know how many of those they handed out. Several, I'm guessing, because well, it made uh, Auntie's letter. Is that is that worse than getting a mouse sewn into your liver? I... Is it? Is it seems like the mouse would be worse. I don't know. I've never... Yeah, I mean, you have to be opened up for surgery, so maybe that is worse. Hmm. I think go with the turpentine enema first. Yeah. That, yeah, he got it out of order. Well, he did have an exposed brain. Hmm. <laughs> and if that doesn't work, we'll take those motherfuckers out for ice cream and see how they're stealing then. <laughs> When uh, when locals from Mongolia, the Mongols, applied for jobs in the king's court, which, you know, are supposed to pay pretty well, the baron personally conducted the interview. And if, one, if the um, interviewee got a question wrong, he'd have one of his um, minions strangle them. What, what are those string things called? A garret? Garret, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I, I've only seen it spelled. I've never heard anyone successfully pronounce the word. Yeah, me either. I have really no idea how that's pronounced. I just always say piano wire. Oh, that's what but we'll call it. They didn't have piano wires back then. What year well, are we talking about? 1920. Yeah, they didn't have them. Piano, was a, piano wasn't invented until uh, 1967 <laughs> by John Lennon. Oh, okay. I looked so, it up earlier. So the guy answers the question wrong, gets the the thing across the neck. He's he's a goner. But this didn't necessarily mean that they didn't get the job or the paycheck. Sometimes they just prop him up and they would um like be part of the Congress and the Senate. Nice. Yeah, cuz they're not going to disagree. <laughs> so there's so much more about this guy. But I'm going to save it for another time. Needless to say, many countries were um, reluctant to recognize a governing body run by rotting corpses and madmen. But Japan at that time actually did um, offer quite a bit of financial support. Just saying. Japan. I, wonder, I wonder if Japan was hoping to turn this guy loose on their old rival, China. Mm, perhaps. If we send you some cocaine and, and some of our prisoners, you... you know. <laughs> right. So my auntie wanted to make me feel better about having a, a psychopath for a leader. You said uh, you got nothing on Mongolia. Could be worse, sure. It'd be worse. Although... It'll be worse. Virus from China. Also, it will be worse. <laughs> But do you think we're going to have corpses in the Congress? Well, it's hard to say. Do you think? Do you think he's going to make a stat? Do you think he's going to make Baron? Holy shit! He's going to make Baron president. Well, and 
Baron. How much did this this Baron guy? How how long did it take him to 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 do all this? Because he didn't do it in in three four years. They um shot him by firing squad after two years of this bullshit. Okay, but I mean he was he people he was, rose up. He did a lot in two years though. He'd been acting like a like a nutsack before that, you know, and thought he was in charge back in. Yeah, that's that's fascinating stuff. I look forward to hearing more of his exploits. Like now, firing squad, you say? Mm. Hmm. Kind of related note. I've been listening to a podcast about all the presidential elections from George Washington's up until the last one we had, and it's very fascinating. Except in all the ones I've listened to so far, and I'm about almost to 1900, there was always a duel involved in every single election. What happened to that? Where's the fucking duels? Yeah. Like Al Gore had shot the hell out of uh, George Bush. We'd be so much better off right now. Well, of course, George is probably the better shot. Um, yeah, I was going to say. I, I... They didn't duel to the death usually, though. Only one time was it to the death. But almost every one of them, they'd be shot in the knee, shot in the shoulder. Hmm. I hope they said something like, fuck you, after after they shot the guy. They beat oh. each other with canes all the time in Congress. Like, all through our history. We're just crazy. I will donate money to to the Canes for Congressmen fund. Right? Like, yeah. they would hit each other hard. Knock each other out. Damn. Imagine, like, uh, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi and uh, Mitch McConnell hitting each other with canes. I would, oh, man, we got to bring that back. I could see her just going apeshit on him. Like those, the, like they would just whack each other with their canes. <laughs> a lot. And this portion of the podcast is brought to you by Buzzin' Buddies. Did you know the term murder hornets is a racial slur dating all the way back to early 2020? Since then, generations of friendly insects have been unjustly shunned and even killed. Well, it's time to forget that hateful old term. You can just call them your buzzin' buddies. Buzzin' buddies are the swarm of large, friendly creatures that every home needs. Don't worry about them stinging you. Buzzin' buddies never sting their friends. Collect them all. This ad paid for by Murder Hornets. So, yeah, that's... Welcome, Murder Hornets. Part of our lives forever. Buzzin' buddies. Not Murder Hornets, Kate. That's so right in the ad. You know, I... I came across a headline today, and I immediately copied it, emailed it to myself three, four times, and then saved it in this document here that I that I read off of during this uh, <laughs> podcast. I don't know what happened to those emails, but they never showed up. But the headline reads, Refrigerated trucks used to store bodies can go back to hauling food. I'm going to read that again. Refrigerated trucks used to store bodies can go back to hauling food. No, 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 they can't. I came up with a short list of other uses for these temporary morgue trucks other than hauling food that I may eat, my my son might eat. eat again. Oh, no, no. Or even worse, that I might eat. So... Number number one, mobile headquarters for swarms of buzzin' buddies or murder hornets. <laughs> you can just tour them around the country, you know. You got a nice little. Let them pollinate the avocado trees, right? Sure, pollinate the the people who live under the avocados with their agony stings. <laughs> I think we could use these trailers for hauling leaves away from when we follow Denmark's lead in the fall and rake all of our forests. Ugh. Bad use for that. We could convert them into nursing homes. You know, we're pretty, oh, ouch. Well, we're pretty, <laughs> pretty bent on making sure that our elderly population is, is as dehumanized as possible. Uh, so let's just put them in, put them in some trailer park, park the trucks out in the parking lot and we could, you know, do like some like ski ball or, you know, like, like little amusement type things in indoors. And then, and then the, uh, you know, 
octogenarians can can be out in in the trailer uh, where where us happy people can't see them. <laughs> Have you um? Well, <laughs> who wants to look at old people anyway? Um, well, I do, but I know I kind of like old people. Well, no, I don't know. I'm I'm indifferent. I, no, I'm undecided. Let's say that some old people are pretty awesome. Others yeah. just mutter nonsense. Yeah, some good stories. Though. I have a book here. My my grandma Kelly has has passed away, um, but she had a story, an entry in this book. It's a huge book. It, it's called Hobos and Swimming Holes. And <laughs> really, and what it is, it's it's fantastic. So it's a living history of Northern Wisconsin, and so people people who grew up around like the turn of the century, early 1900s, or you know. 20s and 30s and stuff in wisconsin yeah they they have stories written in here it's fascinating and stuff like when when they first just homesteaded the area like moved up from iowa it was just forest and they had to like dynamite blast it first they had to build a like a like a little cabin cut down some wood to build well they built a a, like a little shack out of the, the materials on their wagon and that was shelter while they built a cabin and then stay in the cabin while they built those peat houses and stuff Made out of like dirt. I no, always no. wanted to build one of those. That's that's hobbits. Oh, and there are there are hobbits in in northern Wisconsin, but just not as many as they used to be. It's kind of sad. They got they were getting genocided along the same time as uh, the indigenous people. So it's kind of a sad story. Have you ever seen those houses that are built out of um, storage containers or like they're like trucks but without yeah, the trucks? Those are yeah, pretty awesome. I'd live in one of those. Well, I don't know what you do about windows. You get like a plasma torch to cut a window out of this thing, and then you got to use really all that need to... I don't know. Do you really need a window? Well, you will if there's a, a fire starts inside, and you got to try and like you got to kick out the the steel. You're gonna hmm. wish there was some nice soft glass to smash your face through to. Get some oxygen. Mm. But on the other hand, if they did a, uh, start a fire inside, you know, all you really got to do is is close the doors. It's, it'll it'll suffocate itself in a in a minute no, or two once it uses up all the oxygen. Open the door. Yeah. But if you it. use up all the oxygen, you're gonna fall down. Gonna have to hold your breath. Oh. Yep. And the next thing on my list is leave the bodies inside. And then put a bunch of like newspapers and Tiger King merchandise and and like like stuff like that, you know, and make them into huge time capsules. And then you just bury them. And then later, like a hundred years or, or, or more, you know, people like open them up and like, oh, look at what happened in 2020. Oh, they had Tiger King. Wow, I wonder what that's about. They had this and that Trolls World Tour. They had that Sonic the Hedgehog movie that the artwork started off all fucked up, and and then they fixed it. Oh, look. Oh, it's Momo. How about this Momo thing? It's crazy. And then they all get coronavirus and, and 2% of them die. Take that, future. Yeah, and I then, think maybe it's going to be like unemployment and like 25% of them die. In the future? Yeah. Those pussies. I, know. I mean, no, I take that back. They're not, and I don't want to use that, that term as a derogatory term because... Um, oh, God knows what we're going to be using in the future. Yeah. And then the, they the might last, not even be able to understand us. They'll be they'll be speaking a, a hybrid Chinese Russian kind of thing. Um, and then the last thing on my list of alternate uses for refrigerated trucks, other than using them to haul food, is you know what? Just park them over there, and we'll use them for the next wave. You know, <laughs> just save them, okay. just set them aside. We'll, we'll get our use out of them. I'm, I'm, not, well, I'm not trying to be negative here. I'm trying to be over positive. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Oh. That was a long way to go for that joke. Oh, yeah. I just pulled that one. The that the last part I just pulled out because I still got the that my list of catchphrases uh, just is still sitting on this document by the silky pubes of Sasquatch. Those are kind of the things that, that have been uh, occupying my time. You know, I started to, to we we're going to talk about um, tarot cards. 
was that for this uh, this episode of our podcast? Uh, or? Well, not, not necessarily, because, I mean, we, we can talk about it any old time. Um, but what happened was I was looking at Tarot and the decks that I have and started looking at, oh, I know Alistair Crowley had his famous um, Tarot deck that he commissioned. And I was like, oh, look, let's look, look at that. And what about this? I don't know a ton about Crowley. So I started looking at him and like he kind of looked like Uncle Fester. So then I got down in this rabbit hole of trying to figure out if if Fester Adams is is based on Alistair Crowley's you know like later in his life appearance. But I couldn't find anything for sure. And then it was time to podcast and I know you get to be <laughs> you get to crack in that whip and I I better jump. So then I started looking at like who Aleister Crowley was, and it turns out he was a little bit of a racist dick. Yeah, he was. If you ever want to join up with the, the Satanists, I would recommend the modern day, um, I forget what they're called. I signed up to them last time when uh, our pal Eddie Generous was, um, was on. The Church of Satan? Church of Satan, they're they're pretty um they're pretty woke. You don't have to be embarrassed by anything they say. Unlike with Alistair Crowley, they're funny, which I like in a person. They uh, have a little use for Jesus and all uh, the red hat. It's got me written all over it. I think I think Jesus was great. I love Jesus's teaching. They're they're yeah. I would hang with you. Although, do you think he's gonna be like? You know those people who are so good, you just, they're always like peaceful and calm and they, they want you to be happy when, when things are fucked and, and you just want to swear sometimes. Jesus beat the hell out of that guy. He like flipped over the table with the mind changers at the <gasps> temple and he beat, beat some people up and I think he got his hands on a whip that day. I have never been able to confirm this, but I believe uh, Jesus was raising hell on a motorcycle. He had like a chainsaw uh, on his on his motorcycle. He would go around and like nah, nah. he would like run it with with one hand while he was like steering. So I don't know exactly how that would go, but I'm I'm ninety five percent positive. <laughs> I let it go. I let it go. Um, uh, good one. Good one. Uh, yeah, let's see. We we got a, a couple of uh, letters in the old mailbox, mail, mail sack this week. That's nice. Yeah. First one goes like this. It says, uh, Dear Destroy the Files, my son started a podcast not too long ago. He and his friend, who seems like a very nice lady, chat about all kinds of weird things. He keeps up, keeps bringing up horrifying sex toys and say, and saying other awful things. He told me not to listen and even starts every episode by including me in a list of people he doesn't think should hear it. How do I get him to stop the nonsense, sober up, act like an adult, and be a father to his child? As from a dear sweet mother in northern Wisconsin. Her, her son is obviously one sad, pathetic loser. <laughs> Sounds like a... Uh, oh, man. She, she should probably should have just, you know... You not all your children can be can turn out right. Sometimes, ladies. Sometimes you look back and you say, "I should have drowned one." You know, back back in the day. Like the 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 post birth abortion is the way to go sometimes. Yeah. It, when when I was growing up, we had a lot of illegal bobcats that my my brother and father would you know, they would live trap them and then we would keep them in cages around our home. Uh, that would have been a good like if my mom, you know, was Why? looking, looking wait, to get rid wait, of me. Stop. Why? To train the hunting dogs. To do what? To hunt bobcats. Why do you hunt, hunt bobcats? I mean, so you can catch them and bring them back to train them? hunting dogs. Do you eat them? Eat them? No, gross. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, oh, you know, a lot of times um, what you can do with the bobcat is, is you, you skin the face and then you, you wear that at Stop. Bobcat Festival. Stop. Oh, Bobcat Festival. Everybody wears the bobcat faces at Bobcat no, Festival. No, 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 no. Stop. 
cats are cute no matter what size. Really? Even when they have the weird little tuft of hair at the, yeah, the little the tuft at the end of their ears? Stop. Stop. I don't know. Bobcats said they hate you. <laughs> no, I'm making I'm making that up. We we never we never caught bobcats and and kept them in cages. They we never even really that I know of had them in 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 the area where I grew up. They're they're over here by Tomahawk though. Man, I make a killing over here live trapping them. Yeah. Use them for teaching dogs how to so. But what yeah, are those we, other kind of cats that are in the wild? Is the lynx? No. Tiger? No, we have some around here. Mountain lion. Will, I think it's a mountain lion. Yeah. They will jump our fence and be in the backyard sometimes. Ocelot. No. It's kind of a basic one. If you had a mountain lion in your backyard, I think you'd need lion. to get a harpoon and 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 stick it to the wall, to the fence. You have you know. a remarkably large amount of um, wildlife in, in Los Angeles. You wouldn't think. You remember our pal uh, Jeremy Ship? Mm-hmm. He once had a, a wild hog storming his patio door, which was glass, with its tusks. That happened. That was on the news. The local news had, like, their cameras over as people... As the, I, I don't know who you send to capture a wild hog who's trying to get in through your patio door. I guess maybe the fire department. <laughs> but I remember watching that on the news. That was crazy. I'm just picturing Jeremy Ship like doing an interview with <laughs> with the local news, wearing like a like a foghorn leghorn costume with like the head under his arm. Like I just started smashing in. I was just sitting there watching TV, you know. <laughs> In my pajamas, like you see, and good old Jeremy. My mom, who lives in um, kind of by Tyler, Texas, kind of out in the country in a small town that's one of the satellite small towns to Tyler, which is also a small town in Texas. But her neighbor was um, trampled by a hog and, um, and then eaten by that hog in her driveway. And so I went out to visit my mom and the road down to her house, you think of Texas as kind of dry and flat, but mm-hmm. East Texas is kind of like Blair Witch Country. So mm-hmm. I went down this windy, 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 windy road to get to her house up on a hill and there's no houses anywhere. So, like, the neighbor was, like, half a mile away, and they heard the hog get the lady, but they had, like, a half a mile to to run. And and my mom and my stepdad are old folks, so they're not really running. But they got in the car, run over the end, like, they found her. Oh, man. Like, the hog got her. But I went to visit, like, many years after that had happened. I remember getting the email. My neighbor got eaten. <laughs> what? You, don't put that in the, the heading. <laughs> <laughs> That's the subject line. <laughs> oh, skeet, skeet, Margaret. <laughs> I would sit out um, on their little like patio area and I would smoke and I would listen because they're way out in the country in like Blair Witch Country. Like, there is nothing around. There's no city. The biggest city has, like, 2,000 people or something. And that's, like, you got to drive 40 minutes to get there. All the animals would come to life. It was, people should not be out in that stuff. Like, there were frogs and owls and and the hogs would charge up past you and raccoons would swarm the house and was scary as hell. I just went inside to quit smoking. <laughs> you like this one. When, when I went to South Africa, we're out on uh, this, we're at this safari lodge and we're out on this, you know, we're out on the Jeep doing safari. You know, it's like this open thing. So you just like, don't stand up because you know, we're driving along. You look like a 12 headed monster. <laughs> but as soon as you stand up, you know, the creature is going to be like, Hey, that one's a monkey. I'm going to get it. You know? 
<laughs> it looks it looks fat and slow. It, I'm gonna get that get that fat slow monkey. It's gonna be good eating. Well, so you just have to sit down and you're fine. And so they're like, oh yeah, you know, there's there's uh we drive over in the woods over here, way off the path. There's these lions are starting to get up because we hadn't seen any lions all day, and they really wanted us to see some. And it was just like like the sun was just going down, and the lions are just starting to get up and and stretch out and get ready to hunt for the night. So. We went and checked them out and it was, it was kind of, it was kind of chilling because they're just, they're just stretching, stretching their mouths, stretching their claws and kind of, kind of starting to get, get kind of rowdy with each other. And, and then we left and we're driving back to the lodge. And I asked the, uh, the driver, cause I mean, this is, this is real wild shit. These are, these are wild lions, wild elephants, wild cheetahs and fucking everything. And, um, I asked, I asked the driver, uh, his name was Israel. I called up to him and I said, Hey Israel, Hey, Hey, can, can you stop the, can you stop the, the truck? He's like, yeah. So can you, can you kill the engine and shut off the lights so we can listen? And I'm like, Oh, it, it was, it was beautiful. You're looking up and like, you can see the whole, like you can see all the, like the Milky Way, everything. And it was just, it's just amazing. There, there was no moon, just the stars. I mean, you never could imagine stars so bright. And it's dark, and everybody's just quiet and listening. And there's not, there's not peepers, there's, there's not crickets. There's just the, the black silence of the African bush. And you're, you're, you're like, yeah, just like goosebumps, you know? It's like this is fucking awesome. And uh, some of the older people in the group lost their nerve well before I did. And they're like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> Let's go back. Uh, blah, blah. It's kind of boring. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of boring. Like, yeah, I know what you're doing. You're, you're, you're about <laughs> to piss your pants and you want to go back before, before you get wet. I think, um, I, I think that's a scene for you. You would love that. I think I would. It's the silent black. Are their eyes watching me? Probably. <laughs> right. And there always are. Always. So the next letter here is, Dear Kate and Brent, I really enjoyed your discussion of jobs That's you had. That's a little personal. It is. It does seem rude. And and uh, like, oh, geez, what are we, best fucking friends or something? I really enjoyed your discussion of jobs you had and how those jobs might help one get away with murder. Can you think of any other jobs that might make getting rid of a body easier? And that's from... Pastor Maria in Council Bluffs, Iowa, and she says, P.S. Shout out to the kids in my Wednesday night teen Bible study group. Well, you know what, Pastor Maria, uh, before we get to your question, like Kate said, fuck you and them kids. And, and you're thinking you, you, you fucking know us or something using the first name. Jesus. Oh, man. That was a little harsh for, for a pastor. Oh, well, she she has it coming. You're right. You're right. I was but, wrong. So, you know, I, I I was thinking about this, and the first one I came up with is, is you know, grave digger. Oh. These days, I think they use like a like a little like a little scooper, you know, like a little backhoe. But back uh, in the day, yeah. when it was a shovel, you know, you could you could get rid of. Have you ever met a grave digger? No, I can't say I have. When I lived in Puerto Rico, that was my um, neighbor's job. The guy who owned Pepito? No, other side. Different, different neighbor, okay. Different neighbor. He would work all day, very long hours. He had big muscles. He was a good dancer. Not that, I, you know, I was looking really. I wonder if he just, like... Dug to dig, or if it was like like somebody standing behind him with a shotgun, you know? No, no, no shotguns. Not at that time. Well, what do you think? Are any, can, think can you think of a job that might make it easier to get rid of a body? I once worked in a pizza hut, and we had like big, big, big vats to mix the pizza dough. Hmm. I accidentally uh, leaned over. And I, I dropped my necklace. It just fell off right in there. And I stuck my hand right in there. And the thing, like the paddle wedged my hand. I still have a, a, a bruise. And oh, is like, that why you have like a little tiny deformed hand? On yeah. Side? Well, 
it's pretty normal. But when it gets cold, you can see still see the imprint of where it hit me, and it held me there, and it was grinding, and I was screaming for someone to come and turn it off before it like took my arm. It should have taken my whole arm off and like killed me. That would be a good way to. Uh, I think you you throw a body in one of those mixers, mix it up in a pizza dough. Well, I don't know. It would still be lumpy. Maybe you're like a like an arsonist. Is that a is that a job or is that just more of a title? That's a hobby. But there are jobs where you burn things, right? Like steelworks and things. Oh yeah, there was the foundry where, where oh. I worked and stuff stuff like that. You threw a body in in that vat. Would disappear. Right? Yeah, they would turn them into. Turn them into slag, yeah. You know. Well, we'll we'll have to get. Who get was this asking more. about this? Pastor Maria. And, oh, Pastor Maria. Huh. And uh, oh, her oh. Wednesday nineteen Bible study group. Oh, teenagers! That explains a lot. Yeah. And then the last one I have this week is, "Hey friends, that's a nice salutation. I like that. Yeah. Hey friends, can you settle a bet between myself and a fellow judge?" What classic cartoon character has the finest booty? I say Velma from Scooby-Doo. My friend says it's Betty Rubble. Help! And that's from a real judge in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Finest booty in classic cartoon characters. Well, let me think. I don't know. Zim's got some nice ass. Zim? (laughs) Invader Zim. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I go for um, evil. You know, so like Evil Lynn, Skeletor's assistant there. She, she, yeah, she, she, she's, she's got my number. Um, the Baroness from, uh, from G.I. Joe, Cobra Commanders. You know, but here's the thing. Why are these, why are these women sidekicks to, to inept leaders with funny voices? But yeah, I, I digest. Natasha Fatal. Remember her? No. You, oh. Yeah, Boris the, and Natasha. And, uh, Bor- yeah, I I do recall her. Yeah. Matthew and I have been um been compared to Rocky and Natasha since we first met. Someone said, "Hey, you two look like Rocky and Natasha." Right. He's Rocky, not yeah. Boris. Oh, Boris. Because. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Change can find that. You're gonna, you really... gotta, you, no, you have to um, delete that. Let me say I it can't. over. It's, it's, um, Matthew and I were um, compared to Boris and Natasha. Oh. You better take that out. Well, it's gonna be funny because, because I, I bet you could find some, some illustrations on the internet where it's, where it's Rocky and, and Natasha having some sort of a relationship. <laughs> Probably in love with each other in these drawings. There's always the internet for everything you might ever possibly conceive of. And I have never even been on the dark web, have you? Uh, Not that I was aware of. I think you need a special browser to get there. Yeah. I downloaded it once, and then um, I just didn't want to uh, like buy drugs and guns, so I never uh, followed up. There's a game, well, I, I don't know if, if it can be found and played anymore, but you can go on YouTube and search for a Sad Satan game. And it's like this first-person game where you're walking through, and it's it's just the creepiest damn thing. There's It's very, very mysterious about the origins of this thing. And, yeah, if you're, if you're ready to, to, to be creeped right the hell out, go to YouTube and type in a, a Sad Satan game and... Start watching. It's upsetting. The scariest game I ever played was um, Silent Hill 1. Like, Silent Hill 2 was scary, but it didn't have, like, a soundtrack that would um, drive you insane. Hmm. There was a unending, like, siren noise that oh. even after you play it for about 30 minutes, you would go outside into the real world and you would still hear the noise and, and feel like there were nurses. Like they made it too scary. That first silent hill. I think they had to tone it down 
to um to keep people playing. I could see how it could actually cause some mental. Pro- I was having some from playing it. My my friend, I'm not gonna say his name, uh, was was telling me that uh, he he found a video on the internet of uh, an adult version of those nurses. Oh, it was like a bunch of them, and they. They stopped trying to kill this guy after a little bit, and then they started to be romantic with the guy after a little bit, and it was like, oh, I mean, I mean, so he said, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it, I didn't see it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this portion of the podcast is brought to you by Breeze of the Tropics Hard Seltzer. In these uncertain times, you know that you, more than anyone anywhere, deserve a vacation in a tropical paradise. Oh, you hear those gulls, Kate? I can hear them when I read this. Bring the sunsets of Tahiti to your own backyard with Breeze of the Tropics Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer made with real clam squeezings. So whether you're chugging at the end of your driveway or doing a fancy little online happy hour with a bunch of people who'd be super surprised if you got naked all of a sudden, reach for Breeze of the Tropics Hard Seltzer, a clam-flavored vacation in a can. Welcome. Welcome and thank you. I've been drinking nothing better than a squeezed clams. I I like some hard seltzer these days. It's it's better for my figure than than the IPAs that I usually drink. And then I can drink nine of them uh, in the same amount of time as I would drink six IPAs. Uh, Are these the uh, the White Claw? Um, yeah, I have I have a White Claw going tonight, and I had a guy. I, well, one guy I heard say, oh, does that come with a free skirt? And I was like, uh-huh, <laughs> fuck you, it's called a kilt. And yes, it does. And mine fits great. It accentuates my my uh, curves. And then I had another another guy who was like 21. And he's like, oh, the Beastie Boys didn't fight for your right to party so you can drink White Claw. And I'm like, motherfucker, the Beastie Boys were fight, fighting for my right to party before your ass was even born. Don't, don't even tell me. About who the Beastie Boys fought for the right to party. Hey, and they fought for my right to party so I could party however the fuck I wanted. And if I didn't want to, you know, gain five pounds in one night because I'm, I just turned 41. Did you know that? Wow. Yeah. Old. 41. Oh. Yeah. That's why I'm going to the chiropractor all the time now. I was, I was sitting on the couch earlier and, uh, broke my hip. Yep. I don't even do nothing. Just ah, my hip. So I'm kind of hobbling around, uh, and my wife's like, ah, ha ha. You know, she's doing her like laughing, and she doesn't. Ah, ha, ha. And I'm like, oh, you you keep laughing. You know, this is gonna be you in a, a you know a year and a half. And she's like, ah, ah. and you're a little like, ah. and then she like scuttled up the stairs, the stairs, you know. Yeah, she always makes makes little spider sounds when she's scuttling places. She she doesn't listen to the podcast either. No, it's really hard to uh, get uh, people I'm related to to listen to anything I do. Or what it's really hard is to get them to read any damn thing. Mm. Yeah, got a handful of uh, faithful family members that'll. They'll pick up my books and they're like, "Oh, when's the next Psycho Joe coming out?" I'm like, oh, "The next Psycho Joe? That's hilarious! I'm totally in the middle of writing there." Another one, yeah. I would love for there to be another Psycho Joe. I want to know what's going to happen. Well, spoiler alert: Psycho Joe really was crazy, and he just burned his house down. Everybody in it died. Oh no! Wrong. That is not what happens. Sorry for anybody who. Um, hasn't read it yet, but you probably you start reading it, you won't remember. JP, where 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 are you off to? God, if he takes a a weird poop on the kitchen floor, don't be so mad. Well, maybe we should wrap up, and I can take JP outside. All right. Well, before we go, I want to remind our listener to support independent authors and publishers, buy their books, leave reviews on Amazon, and what the hell, even give them a read if you want. Fucking recommend them to your. Uh, your close personal friends and such. Thanks for listening to Destroy the Files. It's safe to say we all learned a lot about ourselves tonight.
I got nothing. Ah, good night. Good night, all. Have a wonderful evening. And, and I'm Brent. And now it's time to say good night. Oh my god, I forgot my lines. Oh no. Uh, the yeah, you forgot to say that you're okay, but you also forgot um, we're not doing good night anymore. It's uh, we'll see you in hell. I thought. Oh, all right. Let's do that. Wait, no. Or well, I mean, start over. It. Let me try again. Nope. I'm Kate. See you in hell. And I'm Brent. And now it's time to say. <laughs> oh, skeet, skeet, Margaret. <laughs> skeet, skeet, Margaret. Man, by the silky pubes of Sasquatch, I am. I'm not just sure this was a great episode. I'm <laughs> over positive. <laughs> Erase it. Ah, groin berries.